Reporting for Brownfield from Commodity Classic in New Orleans, I'm Mark Dorenkamp, and I'm with Tom Selenica, the CEO of the Minnesota Soybean Growers Association. Tom, give me an overview of, of some of the issues that have been talked about this week in the Big Easy and some of the things that are, are really important to Minnesota soybean growers right now. You know, Commodity Classic uh, is, is more than just a great trade show. Commodity Classic is the annual meeting of the American Soybean Association, and it's, it's the location where we come together once a year to talk about the major issues and set policy that runs that organization for the upcoming year. Minnesota soybean farmers have done an outstanding job over the last few days presenting their issues and the concerns that affect uh, Minnesota farmers as well as farmers across the United States. Issues like uh, the amount of uh, FM allowed in, in our shipments as they go overseas. Issues like uh, the amount of uh, non-GMO traits that are found uh, in those shipments. And uh, other issues like water, taxes, all the things that really make a difference on our farms' bottom lines. Certainly water quality has been a, a big issue in Minnesota. Have soybean grower leaders from other parts of the country been asking you and others with Minnesota Soybean about what's transpiring? There is one common theme at this conference, and that is water. Uh, every single state is dealing with water in a different way. Minnesota may have a little heightened uh, issue going on, but we're certainly not alone in that battle. So working with uh, our national organizations to set the tone and tenor of how water is dealt with is vitally important to our legislation back home. So between Minnesota Soybean and the American Soybean Association, would you say everybody's pretty much on the same page? Uh, we are uh, very much, but it's amazing the diversity of the issues, whether it be irrigation in Texas to uh, flooding in Louisiana to, you know, just annual rainfall differences in the state of Minnesota. Everybody's got a different issue and everybody's fighting a slightly different political battle depending on what their consumer crowd thinks about agriculture in that particular state. Uh, Minnesota farmers have got to continue to stick together. We've got to uh, get our voice heard that the consumers so that the consumers can understand that farmers are doing everything they can to keep our Minnesota waters clean. Take us inside the, the boardroom today and some of the things that are happening in the meetings that you're participating in. One of the great things that can happen at a meeting like this is that all of agriculture is here. And so at, at our board meeting that's going on, it's actually a council meeting that's going on this morning, uh, we've been able to have the highest level of all of the national groups come in and give an update uh, to our Minnesota farmers. So when they're deciding which programs to look at, they, they can take it from both a national view and a state view. We've gotten access to over seven different CEOs that have come through and presented to us at, at the various highest levels, and that just makes their decisions that much more accurate. Any issues that they've presented that we haven't talked about yet? I, I think that uh, biodiesel is is certainly a concern on the national level, the RFS, uh, and, and what uh, the producer tax credit might look like. I think you, we've covered that a little bit uh, uh, with your interview with Mike, and, and uh, the rest of the board needed to hear and learn about that. We also learned from USB some of their initiatives that are going to take place in the upcoming years, trying to work with industry to raise the protein level of our soybeans. Uh, Minnesota is one of the first states that are going to start to see some of that research. They're going to be working with our researchers at the U of M in collaboration with our research that the council does to try to make better beans for Minnesota. It, there was some research that I came across within the last month or two done by the University of Minnesota and it had to do with the quality of soybean meal that comes out of Minnesota. And when you compare it to um, 
meal that's produced in other parts of the world, especially, but even as you compare it to other sections of the U.S., Minnesota is in really good shape. You know, there's a trend line across the United States that we're just learning more about, but that trend line is while yield has been going up, uh, protein nationally has been going slightly down. The good news for Minnesota is that we've actually went the opposite. We're actually holding up uh, better protein levels than ever before. Um, and of course, our yields last year were phenomenal. So Minnesota seems to be bucking that trend. I think a lot of that has to do with the breeding, uh, the hardiness of our beans. Um, also, there, there's a lot to be said about the fact that Minnesota beans are harvested cold, uh, stored cold, shipped cold. And so the degradation of that bean is less in the north than it is in, in warmer climates. So uh, there's, a, there's a lot of good things for Minnesota on the horizon. However, we got to keep continuing to push our uh, are the, the folks that are marketing and selling our beans to represent Minnesota soybeans uh, as the quality beans that they are. Anything else, Tom? No, we really appreciate, uh, Mark, you coming down and, and, and speaking with us. I, I think Minnesota farmers and, and all the farmers in the region can, be, uh, can sleep well knowing that their representatives were here uh, making sure that what's important to them is being heard on a national stage. Tom Selenica, Minnesota Soybean, reporting from New Orleans at Commodity Classic. I'm Mark Camp for Brownfield.